we introduce you to the hottest global basketball podcast with overseas pro and co-founder of Swish Cultures, Jordan Richard, and four-year NBA vet and pro, Ray McCollum. Make sure you subscribe for a lot of new surprises. Hey, so welcome to the Hidden Gems Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Richard. We got my man, Ray McCollum, a.k.a. Ray Mack. But hey, today, man, this ain't really about us, man. We got the money man in the building. You know what I'm saying? Mr. Kevin Punter in the building, dog. Yo, what's up, man? How's everything going with you, bro? Man, what's up, bro? Everything's good. Can't complain. You know, just chilling, man. Chilling. Man, for those who don't know, man, Kevin Punter is on one of the biggest teams, I think the hottest team in uh, Europe right now. You know, Partizan, that's like the team that's being talked about because they're making some big time moves out there. For those of you guys that don't know, you know, that are tuning in, Partizan is a big time club in, in Serbia. They had the likes of Lade Divac, you know, Bogdan Bogdanovic. You know, a lot of big time names have come out of there. And now they're making big time moves, signing EuroLeague players, NBA players. And, uh, you know, that's the team that, that now is probably going to come up back in the rankings where they where they should be. For sure. Yeah, what about you, Ray? Nah, for, for the people who don't know, uh, the biggest thing, too, you, you, what was that phone call like that you got from Obrad, man? Obradovich is one of the most prestigious yeah. coaches Legendary, in all yeah, European history. It kind of, it didn't, like? it didn't surprise me, but it was kind of like, you know, talking about it, bro. Like he didn't, I think he had like nine yearly titles, like, like legend, you know what I'm saying? So it was kind of like, not overwhelming, but it was kind of like, all right, like he's serious about this. So it made me even want to come even more because like he's serious. He believes in me a lot and you know what I could do to help the team be successful. So I, it was, it was like kind of like icing on the cake. Once that coach, once you get that co-sign from that coach, especially of that stature, it's like, all right, like, we could really do this. So that's that's kind of how, what that was. Well, we spoke probably about maybe two, three times before I signed, you know what I'm saying? Asking different questions about, you know what I'm saying? How you wanna, uh, how you see the season going, just things like that. And then everything aligned and made sense. So I'm just like, you know what, I'm gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm gonna do it. So, and that was that. Yeah, how, how was it like making that decision? Because you did definitely go against the grain. You just played with yeah. Milan, you know, in the Euro League, and then you just yeah. you're going to a team that's trying to make that jump to the Euro League. So, how was that decision? Yeah. And you know, being the first out of all the people who signed out of there. Yeah, uh, it was it was it was a little hard. I ain't gonna lie. Like, like I said, it was like most people they just expect you play Euro League. You know what I'm saying? Because I've been playing for like what maybe two three seasons now. Uh, established myself as one of the top guards. So everyone, obviously, they expect you to play yearly. But, you know, the offseason was kind of like a weird offseason. It just didn't It just didn't pan out that way. And then this opportunity came up. And most people probably would be scared or nervous to even do it. But, like, you know, I'm not going to do it. But for me, I'm kind of a risk taker. I was kind of nervous before, you know what I'm saying, just because I know I was going to get a lot of backlash from it. But for me, I kind of just, I thought about it. Like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to do whatever. Like, if you're rocking with it, cool. If you're not, then it don't, I don't even care. Like, you know what I'm saying? So for me, that's kind of how I approached it. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just go against the grain and be me and just stand on it. You know what I'm saying? I'm happy I made that decision. I'm happy about it. I'm excited. And then I'm just, I'm just going from there. I'm just going to keep working. And, and, and to backtrack, let's take it back a little bit. You said you, you know, you go, you're a go-getter. You, you know, you've been doing this your whole career. Um, and you kind of take risks. Talk yeah. about... Talk about, uh, you know, being from the Bronx, went to JUCO, and yep. then uh, going to Tennessee, averaging 
No, I know numbers. I'm a numbers guy. I know the stats. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, some people they don't know you. I mean, we know you're a bucket, but some people don't know yeah. you as a bucket. Even in college, you averaged 22 points your last mm-hmm. year. How was that? You know, being an SEC, you know, one of the leading scorers that year, to not, to not, mm-hmm. to not getting drafted. That hurt. I ain't gonna lie. That hurt, but I did not get drafted because I did the combine and I did workouts and I didn't get drafted. I didn't get drafted because I got hurt. So I didn't finish my last eight games of my season. I broke my foot. Many people may not know, may know whatever, but I broke my foot and then it kind of messed up me going to the combine, messed up me having real workouts with NBA teams that was calling daily. So it kind of slowed that up and we all know how that process is. If you're not doing any of those things, it's hard to get drafted, especially if you don't have a name like some of these dudes have names coming out of high school and college, the one that done guys, all American guys, you know what I'm saying? My name was ringing, but it just, for me to get hurt during that time, it was just, it was kind of like bad time, I say, I, I would say, you know? So that's kind of like what happened in that situation. And then going to Europe, I understood that like, damn, I got to start all over again. Cause college and being a pro, you got to, at every level you have to start all over. No one cares about what you did in college when you, once you're a pro. You got to start from ground zero, whether it's the NBA or overseas, and just kind of build from there. And I understood that. And I was coming off injury, so I felt like I had a lot to prove. And for me, it was like, all right, let's start from ground zero. I was already at ground zero, zero hurt, so let's just let's, let's do it. And I kind of just build each and every offseason season like that. It just took it slow year by year. Yeah, like when you made the transition to go to Europe, you know, you play for Lavario in Greece. Um, yep, you know, yep. even for me, like – I averaged 4.7 blocks out of D2, you know, led the nation in blocks. Mm-hmm. I had to go to Slovenia, took a massive pay cut, you know, to, to go over there. How was it for you? Did you just think that it was just going to be, you know, kind of like an easy route, like for I, you with just getting a, a good job, good job? I definitely did. Uh, my first year, I took $40,000. I almost didn't take it because I'm just like, hold on, we hoopers. You know what I'm saying? It's this perception, like when you hoop, you're supposed to make a certain amount of money. Like, it's just perception out here sometimes. So my first year, I'm just like, like, nah, like, but I kind of had to take because I had no other opportunities. And then I didn't want to wait and just stay at home. So it was like, you know, I have to take it. And then my age was kind of like, it's an opportunity to be seen, exposure, something, you know what? I got nothing else, so why not? So I kind of just took it. And then it was kind of rough. My first year was rough. Like, I almost was like, I'm about to just put me in the G League. Like, just the time, the time zone, just the style of play. Everything, the fool, like everything was just so different. I'm just like, I don't know if I could do this. And then, you know, we all know the season is long. I'm just like, by December, I'm just like, yo, I'm about to, I'm about to, like, I don't know if I could do this, you know? So, but for some reason, I got through it. And then once I got through my first year and I started to understand like how it really works and knowing how to keep yourself busy to trying to do certain things, I kind of got used to it. And from my second year was easier than my third year. And then that was like, okay, like I know the ins and outs of it. Yeah. See, yeah. you touched on something big there when you said, you know, you was going through it and you were like, just put me in the G League. I feel like nowadays a lot of these young kids. And especially when they average, if they average your numbers in college, if they don't get yeah. drafted, you know, they're going to want to go to the G League. They want to try yeah, to get yeah. that call up. How was, how was that process for you? You was you knew already, like, I'm going overseas, or did you want to do the G League? Uh, no, I, I knew off rip. I had to go see. I was broke, bro. So it's kind of like I had no choice. I mean, I had a choice, but I was, me personally, how I was, I was thinking longevity-wise. 
So I'm like, the quicker I go overseas and put some money in my pocket, is the quicker I can take care of myself and things of that nature. If I go to, to the G League, we all know the money is kind of, you know what I'm saying? It could be up and down. You risking taking a chance rather than going overseas off the rip and trying to establish yourself. That was the main thing for me was establishing myself, whether it be in the NBA or in Europe. Because I know if you establish yourself, that comes with benefits. You know what I'm saying? So that, for me, that was extremely, extremely important. And I knew right out of college, it's like, to help my family out, I got to go overseas and kind of just start establishing myself. Uh, yeah, no, that's tough. And then, like, you know, how did, how was it, you know, going on, you know, you went to Team Bologna, you know, and that's yep. another team that just recently, you know, just won the Italian League. And, mm -hmm. well, I mean, you just recently played against them, brought that team up by winning, you know, Champions League two times. Yeah, yeah. How was that process, you know, just getting there and starting building up different teams and going yeah. from there? Um, Honestly, I don't really, I don't really think too, too much in it. To be honest yeah. with you, bro, like I, I stay in the moment. So in, in that moment, I'm just focused out on the task at hand. And just, I know, and that moment was the biggest thing for me was winning Champions League because I know leaving Ike and going to Italy, I want to show that anywhere I go. So for me, it was like, it's, it was a huge challenge because I know going to a completely different team playing in the same exact league, I'm like, if I could get there again, I could really shake something up. So for me, it was like, all right, let's focus on winning, trying to make the playoffs at uh, Champions League and kind of just build from there. And then everything kind of just played out. You know what I'm saying? It played out It played out the, the right way for me. Yeah. But it's really, I just took it step by step. I try not to look too far ahead. Yeah, but see, you you got Europe figured out. You know what I'm saying? That's that's how you got to go about it. It's, yeah, yeah, it's not a situation where you can just go over there and get buckets. You that guy, and you just yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I yeah, really embraced it. I, I embraced it. Like at first, my first year, first year and a half, it was kind of like. But once I started to really figure it out, and I was watching the old guys in front of me, how they was kind of figuring it out, and I'm like, oh, right, if I could add my little ISO game into this system and knowing when to do it and when not to do it and just kind of figuring out when the big teams I'm like I can I can, I can do it now I've kind of I've showed that over you know over the time so which is which is hard to do and and kind of tap in on that a little bit like talk talk to the people about how Europe is so different you got to really work your way up you know like we go back yeah. to college you know what I'm saying you you're a 20 plus ball in college right SEC big school and mm -hmm. then and then you go to Greece and, you know, most guys think, oh, okay, I averaged 20 in college. I'm going to Europe. Exactly. Exactly. Talk about that process because it, it ain't that sweet. Yeah. I had the same mindset my rookie year. Then I seen I was only playing 20 minutes a game. I'm like, hold on. Like, so you had to understand, like, you got to be efficient in 20 minutes. You're not going to always get the ball. Things, every play is not ran for you. You know what I'm saying? You don't, the ball is not always in your hand. So, to be honest with you, you have to, you have to want to do it. A lot of players may not want to do it. So, that's why it doesn't work. For me, it was like, all right, I want to figure this out. How could I be the best player I can be within what we have on our team? You know what I'm saying? If that means catch and shoot when you get the ball, because in that moment, that's the best possible decision to make. You got to do it. I always, I'm a big believer on take what the defense gives you. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of like what I started to figure out over time. Like if they're giving you the drive, just take the drive. And then the game will open up a lot more for you. But like I said, you got to want to do it. A lot of players don't want to try to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? They get uncomfortable and it's like, oh, I'm going home or 
things don't go their way, the first month and a half or two months, it's like, nah, I'm out. Like, I ain't coaching, messing with you. Rather than really just trying to figure out and trying to see why a coach may not agree with whatever it is. Like, and it's easier said than done, but like, I did it. My rookie, I almost got kicked off my team. We played against Panda. They had Chris Singleton, they had Mike James, they had Nicolaitis, they had that whole crew. He took me out the game. I didn't like it. Me and him got into it. He was about to send me home the next morning. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't, I didn't been in situations where I'm about to get kicked off. I didn't been in situations where I'm arguing with coaches my rookie year. So like I didn't, I didn't felt every and hit every emotion playing overseas. So like I I, I could really understand if a player may be saying certain things or because I didn't I didn't been there before. But you gotta really, really wanna change and be different and really try to figure it out. I feel like that's the main thing. Yeah, like speak, uh, you know, just a little bit about, you know, your first year, you know, going and getting into with your coach. How was it transitioning, yeah. you know, when they ended up calling your coach? Did your agent, did they end up calling your your old coach and asking about your attitude and stuff like that? Because I, I nah, hear stories like you know, that all the time yeah, where they do I've that. I've never had that. I've never had that because me and my coach had a real unique relationship. I, I ended up not getting kicked off, but. I would, you know, always kept it professional, always yeah. everything, but we just had gotten to it in that moment. You know, things can happen in the moment and things of that nature, but he's extremely good with Ricky, with uh, with rookies. So he, he understands rookies. They go through this transition period where you're trying to figure it out. You're trying to kind of, and he helps you and he guides you through it. He knows like you're away from home first time. So that whole year, he, he really helped me. Yo, when you come to pick one, you have to you gotta look at the 45. I never in my life looked at the 45 in college ever. I didn't even know what a 45 was until I got to Europe. You know what I'm saying? It's just little things like that. So he kind of really, really helped me the terminology and and just kind of sticking with me. You know what I'm saying? So me and his relationship was was extremely, was extremely good. But it was important to have a coach like that, though. Not everyone has that. Nah, and so so. The, the beginning stages of your career, getting into mm -hmm. the coaches, all that, right? So now we, we get through that. We grind it up Champions League. Now, finally, we signed that big deal. We go to Olympiacos, right? Yep, yep. You signed a two-year deal. It's like, all right, cool. I'm established now. I'm, I'm here. It's my chance. People don't realize that it's so many ups and downs and so many twists in Europe. You there, you probably think you're going to be there for two years. And then, if I'm not mistaken, you're there, what, four, maybe five months? And then you go to rest. You go to rest. December, yep. You know what I mean? So, so, so talk about, talk about that. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's so much change that happens and you're established yeah. now. You think you, you're home. This is it. Thank you. Yeah. 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 And that's and exactly how I felt. I felt like, man, like I finally got the Euro league, you know, get to see what this is about, you know, first year. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like first game we play Asheville next day, David Black gone. Like he's out of there, you know? Um, and then, uh, you know, a new coach to go and everything is just kind of just, it just you you go from all right, everything is cool to in a month. It's like everything is completely the opposite. And then it was it was just bad times. Uh, a lot of up and downs. Uh, but I took a lot from it though. I took a lot from it. It made me you know a stronger uh, hooper mentally for the most part. Um, it was just a lot of adversity. You know, I was just fortunate enough to play for a coach that I played for. When I was at Ike, I won my first Champions League. He had took the job at Red Star. And he seen I wasn't playing. So he's like, yo, you're not playing. You could just come here. We still your league. I mean, you get the, you know what I'm saying? You get the hoop with us. Like, and that's my old coach. So it was kind of like a no-brainer 
for me to go. You know, but the only the only thing for me, I'm like, damn, but the season's over in April at Olympiago. So I'm like, get to get home early. But for me, it was kind of like, you can't think like that. You're trying to, you're trying to get somewhere. You can't be thinking about going home in April. You know what I'm saying? So I'm extremely glad I made that, made that switch. And once I made the switch, it was kind of like it opened everybody's eyes. Like, wait, like he could really, really who? So I, that was, I feel like that was like kind of like the first, like, all right, like, nah, he could play. Like, I know he wasn't playing there, but this dude could really hoop. So that was that. Yeah. How, how was it playing, you know, when you did play a Red Star? How was it playing with a Serbian coach? Did you play with a Serbian coach at all? Is this your first yeah, experience? Yeah, he was, with Serbian, he was Serbian. Yeah, he was Serbian. He was yeah. Serbian. It was, it was cool. It was, I didn't know. I played with two Serbian coaches. Bro, because so my, my Serbian experience was OD, bro. I've I felt heard, like we I've had three heard, practices yeah. a day, bro, and I was dying yeah. the whole time. So See, my, my Serbian coach. So when I was at Virtu, I played for Sasha, uh, uh Sasha Georgievich. Yeah. He's Serbian. And it was it wasn't no crazy stories you hear. And then the coach I played for at Red Star was Serbian. Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't uh, it was none of that, bro. It was extremely relaxed, calm. Like I had no crazy practices and things like that so it was it was cool it was it was i was good dang Man, that's uh, crazy uh, yeah yeah so you know just you know just going back to you know partisan you signing there you know zach leday he just recently signed there yep, you know yep. uh we got uh my man roy uh i call him roy but he was on the bucks you know played at barcelona you know he just recently signed what I do you feel that, yep. What is what? What do you feel like is the goal right now? It's winter bust. That that's what I'm taking from it right now, because uh, the amount of of money <laughs> that Partizan just spent. Because I know y'all not cheap players. That's number one. So hey, P, hey, the keep, amount. Keep, yeah, he got the bag. He got the bag just now. Yeah, facts. Right. He, he's smiling run, for run sure. That, run, run that money up again one time. Let, 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 play that little uh, ad lib. Yeah, he got. They got the bag out there. Partizan. <laughs> sure. He's he gonna be humble about it though, but it's respect for sure. You earned it, bro. But um, um, win or bust. I don't. I don't really like to. I don't know. I don't feel like it's win or bust, but I know for sure we about to put in some real work. That's 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 all I can speak on. You know, we about to put some real real work, and I know some, I know guys is coming in that chip on the shoulder, and to have a coach with the chip on the shoulder and that likes challenges love it i love everything about it you know what i'm saying so it's gonna be fun uh obviously our goal is is, is to get yearly and win as much as possible you know euro cup win aba you know what i'm saying things of that nature but you know like i said before it you gotta take one step at a time can't look too too far ahead. obviously you got your goals and what you want to get to for sure but you know we gotta lay the foundation now you know what i'm saying that's how you get to you know, those championships and things of that nature. So, you know, once everybody get together and start laying the foundation, and you know what I'm saying, start the little process, that's that's stuff that you got to really all embrace. So I can't wait for that part. Yo, just talk about, you know, just coming down here for the summers. You know, you're, uh, you're down here currently in L.A. You know, it's kind of funny because I met you my first year starting Swish. Um, you were at Rico yeah. Hines' gym. And, yeah, and a lot of people don't know that Rico, man, he be grinding like, with the overseas guys before all the NBA guys come in. And I, I was just you. telling Ray that. I was just literally saying that just now. I'm like, yo, like, Rick been working, like, before people see who he is now. Like, we was really, like, my my um, my um NBA draft class was, was me, Pascal, Shaq Harrison, and, like, some other dudes. But, like, we was grinding, bro. Like, 
He was working for real. Yeah, nah, because I remember I, I never forget this, bro. I seen you. You were uh shooting like 10 spots, bro. And yep. then the, the uh the ball wasn't even touching the net, bro. Yep. And I'm like, yo, what the heck is going on? Because you guys do this drill. Bobby Brown does it, you do it. Yep. You know, Harden does it, you guys go all the way around. And uh I'll never forget uh Rico was like, yo, like this dude, he gonna win the drill. And so I seen you, I came up to you, I'm like, who is this? Yeah. And then, you know, because I had just started Swish at the time. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I didn't process that there was overseas dudes in the gym with Rico. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So then that's when, you know, the whole connection came in. But how has that helped you prepare, you know, like, you know, building up your game? You know, you're a New York guy, so I'm surprised you weren't playing in the Dykeman and stuff. You was down here right. in L.A. Yeah. grinding with Rico. How did that relationship even come intact? Uh, Tar Amazar. So I'm with Todd and Todd went to oh, wow. school with Rico. Yeah, yeah. I think you know Todd, right? I'm not too sure. You know Todd, right? Yeah, yeah, I know Todd. Yeah, he's with Life, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep, uh -huh. yeah, with Life. So I'm, I'm with Life. So uh, I signed with Todd out of college and then he got me with Rico. So that's kind of like how me and Rico relationship got bonded from right there. And I've been working with Rico ever since, ever since I came out here. Ever since like from day one, he helped me get me back right because my foot, I was recovering from my broken foot. So oh, wow. it was just me and Rico, it was like every day just grinding, grinding, grinding every single day. So like, I've always made it a part of what I do in the summer. And then I loved it so much. I'm like, no, nah, I'm just coming out here all summer. Like, and you mentioned the whole Dykeman and things like that. It's cool. It's entertaining, but I'm trying to get some real, real work. You know what I'm saying? I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get real work, real runs with other pros that's going, that's in the league. You know what I'm saying? Like trying to get better. So. That's how I always looked at it. So I'm like, yo, if I keep coming here every summer, just keep getting better. I mean, why not? So I just kept doing it. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, most definitely. Um, so we always like, you know, we're ending the show. We always, we always do this is we call it the hidden gym questions, you know. And mm -hmm. um, my first thought, you know, I, I think that it, I think it's very imperative that people understand that, you know, going to a junior college is not a bad thing. I went to junior college. Mike James went to junior college. There's a lot of players that I know go from JC. And this new generation, I hear a lot of kids talk about, yeah, you know, I'm pretty much, I failed, you know, if I don't go from high school to that D1. How did JC help you, you know, prepare for all these different trials? Cause you ended up going to a big time school, but I feel like yeah. that JC route, if you yeah, make it different. through JC is different, bro. Cause yeah, and you can JC make it through anywhere. Know that, like, exactly. If you make it through that? You could make it do anything, like yeah. But it definitely has, has helped. It's gave me different perspectives on on life, on basketball, uh, just dealing with different coaches' styles and just different players playing. I was what 17, 18, 18, something like that. Dudes is twenty three years old. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out like how y'all even enrolled in this life. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Dudes is way older than me, like, and a lot of dudes can hoop. They nice. just obviously the grades, but it's a lot of really, really, really good hoopers. And I feel like people don't really even understand that, which I get why, but it's just a lot of a lot of good players. And for me, we used to hoop every day. And I feel like because of that, I got better. Um and just guys just being older than me. I was kind of one of the younger junior college guys coming in as a freshman. And you know, guys was bigger, faster, stronger. And then the game speed was, I didn't know it was going to be different leaving high school and prep school. Yeah. And I got to junior college and the game speed was like a lot faster. I'm like, hold on, like, 
I gotta really like I gotta I gotta get I gotta get it going because yeah. this is not what I thought. I thought it was gonna be some trash dudes. Yeah. And I got there, it was like a whole different, it was like kind of like a wake-up call, like, all right, now nah, like I gotta put some more work in, I, I gotta get it going. But it was everything I went through with like prep school, everything, I'm I'm glad it was, it was it happened for a reason. So I went I wouldn't trade it for nothing. Yep. And then okay, next hit in gym question. So you played in two of the biggest rivalries in all of European basketball. You played with the Olympiacos, Panathinaikos yeah. rivalry, and you did mm-hmm. the Red Star Partisan. So you're going back to Partisan. What rivalry is more OD? Because we see, I've seen the flares. I've seen, you know, fireworks at the game during the Olympiacos Pan game. And then I've seen some really reckless stuff in the Serbian games that you guys play. What do you feel yeah. like is the most OD? Too crazy, too, too crazy, crazy fan bases. Uh, I might say Greece, bro. I've never, only because we was on the road. When I played the rivalry with with uh Partizan and Red Star, we was oh, home. You were at home, so you didn't. And see, you then didn't see the it. second time we played, it was a neutral site, so it was a little different. We played Panna at their house, yo. It was dude like during you know you shoot around you know you shoot around for the game whatever it's packed and the it's like sold out already and all you're doing is just shooting around like warming up for the game like this is not layup line none of that this is like your headphones is in your shoes not really tight it's that kind of and it's packed people yelling and screaming the net is up people trying to spit throw batteries like that I'll probably say Pan Olympiacos for sure only because. It was on the road, so it was like a different, different kind of like, like. That was the first time I was kind of nervous before a game. <laughs> I'm not really ever really nervous, but going into that arena, it's it's like I was nervous. I'm like, nah, this is crazy. Like I love everything about it, but this this is crazy though. It's it's crazy. All right, and then last two that I had. All right, for a newcomer that's going mm-hmm. overseas. You know, what's the best advice that you can give to someone? Embrace it. Em- embrace it. I feel like if you can get through your first two years, the rest of your life is a breeze. You know, it's that the truth. It's, it's the first two, the first two years going to challenge you. It's going to challenge everything you got. It's going to try to, it's going to try to break you. Don't let it break you. That's the only thing I say. Do not let it break you. Because once you get through, you're going to glad you're going to be glad you got through those first two years. Get through your first two years. I promise you it's going to be a breeze for the rest of the, for the rest of your career. What was the time that almost broke you in your first year? Because everybody had my that first, moment. Yeah, my first year, I was in my apartment and it just everything just wasn't adding up. You know what I'm saying? The Wi-Fi was terrible. Like it was everything just wasn't adding up, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was just you come home, my Wi-Fi out. I can't even call my people. It was like. I'm roaming, phone bill went stupid high. Like, it's just, it got to the point where I'm just like, I call Todd, I'm like, yo, I'm not just take me, I might try to come home. I might have to come home. But the only thing that kept me hanging on, to be honest with you, was practice every day. Practicing games, because I love hoop so much. Anytime I was practicing in the game, my mind was clear, I was free. And we, I just get to just hoop, get buckets and have fun. But then when I got off the court, it was like, oh, damn. But damn. doing that every day, just hooping, it kept me, it kept me going, though. It kept me, you know what I'm saying? It kept me, kept me alive. 
Man, I, I'm shocked that you said that because honestly, for me, practices was was kind of rough for me because when we lose, bro, everyone start acting different, and everybody know about yeah. that, bro. The atmosphere yeah. is crazy. <laughs> so I would be in practice, like, bro, how many days I got left, bro? I don't know if I can do it anymore, bro. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. it was just tough, but you know, that's See, that real New that York mindset my, right there. Yeah, yeah, it's that, and I feel like it, it starts with your mindset. You got to change your mind before anything else. You change your mind, the rest gonna follow. Yeah, but you gotta, you gotta change your mindset. You can't go into it with the wrong mindset. But then, if you do, it's gonna be, it's gonna be rough. It's yeah. gonna be rough. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, and then the last one, uh, you know, college players just had the image and likeness. You know, go out. You went to Tennessee. They've had a lot of big time players come out of there. Yeah. You know, if you if you were during that time and you're able to monetize off your image and likeness, what were what were what would have been something that you would have looked to monetize off of? I don't know. I was talking to my young brother two days ago about this. I said, honestly, I do not know. I'm so much of a hooper. Honestly, I, I really don't, I don't, I don't know. All I cared about in college was basketball. I wanted to hoop and be in a gym. I don't now in today's world, it's like it's more social media. Back then, when, when we was coming up and, and I we, we want to hoop and play pickup all day and work out. Nice. We never spoke about trying to get some money on the internet or try to open up a business when we trying to hoop and get to the league. Who was thinking that? Like I wasn't, I'm sure y'all wasn't thinking. We trying to go to the not, NBA. Not at and all. We trying to get yeah. that's what I'm saying. So now it's like I don't, I don't know. Honestly. I probably be like, yeah, y'all can have that. I'm trying to go to the league. If that, if that was me right right now, you know, yeah, okay, I'm trying to go to the league. Because if you focus on your plan A, you're going to get the money regardless. So just focus on just trying to get your plan A. I'm not trying to go to the league and start a business. That don't even make sense. Yeah. So for me, it was just, I don't know. I'm, I'm straight hoops, bro. I love hoop, bro. Like, all I want to do is work out and play basketball. And that's, that's crazy. That's crazy you said that because I had just gotten back from Finland. See, a lot of people didn't know that. Like when I, you know, when I started bringing the camera around, and Rico gave me a chance when I first you know, came back from overseas. That's what was difficult for me. Like, you know, back in the day, there was no showing people everything that you did in hoop. So I wouldn't yeah. show no like dialogue at all in none of the workouts because I was like, yo, that was just a cold. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, y'all workouts, yeah, yeah. Rico would be giving you some gems. And I'll have my like my my camera away because I'm like, nah, I can't pick that up. I'm just gonna get to shooting. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But now it is crazy like how the generation is so social media involved. So I had to kind of like change up the way I was shooting, you know, and really trying to teach the game the right way and you know, be sure. authentic to the culture. But yeah, bro, man, I appreciate you, Doc, uh coming on here. As soon as you sign, man, and just you know, just watching your journey, you know, from AEK to to Bologna, you know, playing Lavario and yeah. uh, in college, you giving people hope, man. And you know, nah, that's 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 my main. I'm just trying to motivate, inspire, because it's, it's other dudes going through it too. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Other dudes, everybody go through it. So I'm just trying to, you know, it's a way for sure. It's definitely yes, sir. a way. Sir. Yeah, sir. man. Pre appreciate you, bro. We gonna we gonna see you soon holding up that uh sure, Euro, sure. Euro Cup title. Yep, yep. Appreciate you, bro. Thank y'all, fellas. Hey. Hey, we're gonna do a lot more of these, bro. So when that when them buckets start dropping and you nah, want just, you one of our players of the week. You got my number, just, yeah. just hit me, bro. I'm here, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm here. I'm here. Oh yeah. I ain't going nowhere. Same here, bro. Let me know when the workouts is hitting too, because I'm out here in LA. So we'll pull up. 
Man, I'm here. I like I, I got done workout working out earlier. Uh, I'm here. I'm here all summer, bro. So I bet. Whatever. It don't I matter. bet. All right, my G. Appreciate. All right, yo. I'll let y'all love, man. All Appreciate right, you, bro. Yup, yup. All right, now.